Welcome, everyone, to Bridging Wisdom. From the blood of shamans to the wisdom of the History Channel. Someone is here who's been taught the old ways. Kathy Cook, Bridging Wisdom. Everybody. Welcome to Bridge and Wisdom. This is Kathy Cook, Kathy Hill Cook, and with me I have my guest host, my best friend since the eighth grade, Mady Hewitt Lowry. Hey, Mady. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for having me on your program. Appreciate it. You're welcome. We got a lot to talk about. We started talking about uh, the the lion's den and dreams the other day, and uh. I was getting Joseph mixed up with Daniel in the lion's den in the coat, and uh, we were talking about the uh, the uh, lotus coming and eating all the all the grain away. And I was talking about how you interpret dreams so well. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yes. And uh, so, what what's your input on uh, Joseph in the in the lion's lion's pit? Okay, well, um, that um, Joseph was um, was uh, um, the eleventh son um, uh, to Jacob and Rachel, and he was uh, their he was um, his father Jacob's favorite. So Joseph was given a coat of many colors, and in this coat it had red and purple in it, which those colors back in those days were very hard to produce and uh, because of the rich, deep color that it was. And so all the other brothers, the uh, first ten brothers, were from his first wife, Leah, and um, all those brothers were really jealous over Joseph because he had the coat of many colors, and he stayed inside the house while the brothers worked the field. So um, he was, um, when he was a little bit older, uh, they were out in the field, and they threw Joseph into a pit. And they, they took his coat of many colors and dipped it in uh, the the blood of goats because they wanted to let their father know that um, he was dead, which he really wasn't. So, they put um, him in a lion's pit, didn't they? Um, they well, they put him in a regular pit. That was Daniel that was put in the uh, lion's pit. But oh, um, okay. they, yeah, they did put him in the pit, and then a caravan of um, Arabs came by, and so they decided to take Joseph and sell sell him to the Arabs. So the Arabs took off uh, with Joseph. And then the brothers went back to the house and told uh, their father, Jacob, that Joseph had been killed. And they showed him the coat with the blood on it. And so uh, Joseph goes over um, um, and he is he is put it. He is sold um, into slavery, you know, on the slave market. And back in those days, the slave, the, the guys would stand there and they would just strip him down totally naked because they wanted when the people came to buy the slaves, they wanted to make sure they had a good, sturdy, strong person. They could see their muscles and their arms and everything. So um, Joseph was sold to Potiphar, and um, 
Potiphar um, had a wife, and his wife was very attracted to Joseph. But during this time, Joseph uh, was just blessed and anointed that whatever Joseph touched was just just prospered. Uh, you know, he would tend to the gardens, and the gardens would prosper. The animals prospered. Everything in Potiphar's house prospered. And uh, was he a Potiphar- king? Now, um, I'm not sure if, uh, Potiphar was, but then, um, but he w- he was high up in, in rank. Um, uh-huh. So, so um, Potiphar's wife became very attractive to Joseph. He was a very attractive young man. So she makes a move on him, you know, n- numerous times. Well, this one time when nobody was there, she grabs his coat, and he's like, "Oh wow, I have to get out of here!" So he he just flips out of his coat and he run- he takes off. He runs off, and um, he runs off. And then so Potiphar's wife tells um. She tells Potiphar, oh, Joseph tried to, um, you know, go after me and uh, make moves towards me. And so when that happened, Potiphar, I mean, Potiphar, um, and back in those days, they would behead somebody if something like that happened. Uh But Potiphar was a very smart man because, like I said, Joseph would have been beheaded. So I think Potiphar really knew that Joseph did not go after his wife. You know, he must have known how sneaky his wife was. So um, he he puts uh, he puts he puts Joseph in the den. He puts him in the prison. Uh-huh. So so um, let me know if you did you want to add anything before I go on? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, um, so he puts him in prison. Well, in prison. Um, Joseph prospered the prison, and the, and he was put on on like one of the, the highest. Baker, pla- the baker and the he 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 dream he did the dream of the baker and the uh the cup bearer the cup bearer yeah, yeah he was he was like a high person in prison, and so um uh, the prison the the prison so uh, loved it, loved Joseph. So, he so said yeah, one so uh, free. Yeah, so the um he became friends with two other prisoners, the cupbearer and the candlestick was it the candlestick maker? Uh-huh. What did you just say? Okay. Um so um they they both ha- well he had a dream, um they had a dream and so Joseph um uh he um analyzed their dreams and he told them what their dream was about. Well, the um, uh, the cupbearer got a really good good word from him, and that he would get out and everything. And that, um, but the other one, the um, other um, prisoner, he told you know his dream was that he was not going to live. Well, which you know that time was not a, a very good dream, but you know that's what his dream came to be, and that happened. The um, uh, the cupbearer did finally get out, and so uh, Joseph. Joseph told the cupbearer, he told him, if you ever get out, please tell them about me. Don't forget me while I'm in prison. It's like he want, you know, he felt like he had something to give, and he, did, he didn't want to be in prison anymore. So the cupbearer is out for two solid years. So Joseph stayed in prison for two extra years, and then um, Pharaoh had a dream. So Pharaoh's dream, nobody, he called in the astrologers, he called in everybody, nobody could interpret his dream. And then finally the um, cupbearer says, oh, wow, 
I know somebody who can interpret your dream, Joseph. That's in prison. So um, Pharaoh calls for jo- Joseph and pulls him out of prison to interpret his dream. And so he he um, um, he interprets his dream for him. And I think you were saying something about the wheat and everything, if you wanted to right. add to that. Yeah, he dreamed about the load is coming and uh, seven years of famine and seven years of prosperity. And he had the, had Pharaoh put away seven years worth of grain before the phantom came. Yes, yes, he instructed us. Like in the Bible, era, yes. I said last two weeks ago, I said it's just like these stinging lotus that are coming again, and revelations are the lotus of the, of the drones that we have here that sting us. That's what it's like. I was mm-hmm. relating that to to the stinging lotus that we have now that are coming again. But the lotus ate all the wheat and, and he listened to Joseph and, uh, and put, put away the grain. And sure enough, the lotus came and ate all the wheat. So you go ahead from there. Yes. And yeah, so, um, you're right that, um, Joseph was able to tell Pharaoh how to prepare for the famine and as a result, he gained favor of Pharaoh, who promoted him to prime minister. So he was second in command because Joseph prospered, um, you know, that area. He prospered um, uh, Egypt, and he was able to help them store up the wheat and store up the grain and do what they needed to do to have um, food during the seven years of, of famine. And everybody so, um, came to them to buy their wheat. Yes, yes. During the and then during the famine, Joseph had um, he had he had to make the key decisions and um, he was able to you know withstand and survive the famine for all those people, but also um, the brothers the brothers were living um, you know they were back in their um, other place and they they went over to where Joseph was to go buy to buy some food and grain. Um, And during that time when the brothers came, well, Joseph recognized his brothers. He was like, oh, wow. But he did not let on. He was like waiting to see if they recognized him, but he wasn't going to tell them. And I think at that time he had a beard, so he, you know, they didn't recognize him. So um, he loads them up. He loads them up with food, and he just blessed them tremendously. But this um, is the part that was in the Bible different. The Bible says that he told them, did he have any more siblings at home? And they had their little brother, Benjamin, that the father was very protective of. Yes, yes. He said, you go back and get your brother, and then I'll give you your grain. Right, and so right. He went back and got his brother and came back, and they had a feast ready for him. And Joseph brought his... Benjamin brought his knapsack, the little brother, and Joseph slipped a goblet in his little brother's knapsack. Mm-hmm. And at the gate, the the uh, guards checked the, the 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 knapsack and found the goblet, and uh, yeah. we're getting ready to put him in the dungeon for stealing. And then Joseph told him, "I'm your brother." And I just wanted to see, because they were, I didn't steal that. I didn't take that. And I think that's the Da Vinci Code is on that goblet. 
And uh, then then uh, Para said, "Go out and make a new nation." Yes, yes, yes. But you I also wanted to I wanted to also add um, when when he sent the brothers back, um, I believe he held one of the the uh, he held one of his brothers. He held Benjamin. Because, well, no, no, Benjamin didn't come on that. No, he. He had one of the other brothers. I can't remember the name, but he told the um, the, the other brothers. He said, "I am going to hell." I think it's Simeon. I think he held Simeon. I think it was Sim- Sim- Simeon, one of the brothers. He held. He goes, "Go back, and I will release Simeon, Simeon when you bring Benjamin back." Yeah. So, uh, so the brothers went, and um, you know they, um, and of course, you know. The father loved Simeon too, but they all came over to come back and get um, Benjamin, and then that's when he revealed, you know, I am your brother. And then they had the um, the big feast and everything. Yes, and he took care of them. Actually, they end up moving there, and he took care of them um, Uh during during the seven years of famine. And that was oh, we forgot about the dream. Did we say in the beginning, Joseph? When he was young, I, I forget to m- mention this, he had a dream and he told the brothers that um, there was some wheat and they were bowing, um, the ba- the wheat was bowing down to him. And he told the brothers that one day you would bow down to me. And he told them oh, two different right. times about the dream and the brothers were furious. They're like, we are not going to bow down to you. Are you kidding? So the dream that he actually had was where uh, he would be. You know, he came to be um, second, second in command, and that the brothers uh, would look up to them because he yeah. he had the grain and the and the money and to uh-huh. help survive them through the years of famine. So yeah, so uh, Joseph was a big dreamer. Yes. Yeah. And and dreams do come that. true, and uh, dreams do come yeah. true, and it's it's just fun to write your dreams down if. People, um, you know, would like to. You always interpret my dreams. Yes, yes, yes. The saying where if you are in your dream, it's a wish, want, or desire. If you're looking out of your eyes in your dream when you're when you're sleeping, but if you're if you're looking at yourself dreaming, then it's a wish, want, or desire. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if you're um, if you're driving, like if you're riding a bicycle or a car, or if you're in a bus, a van, um, airplane, they all it's it's that is uh, like you're part of your life, your destiny, where you're going. Like if you're on a dream, you're on a bicycle. Well, you have like a one man ministry, and if you're in a car, that wherever you're going, let's if uh, you know if you have a dream that you're going somewhere, uh, let's say it's a city or state. Then you can look to see what that city or state represents or mean. It could be actually that you're going there, or what it means could represent uh, what 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 your destiny in life is going towards. And oh, then wow. if you have, and if you have, let's say you dream of being in an airplane. Well, that is like a um, that is full of the spirit. That is Holy Ghost power. Like you are really, you know. Uh, or if you're taking off, that you're taking off in in the spirit, and Lord is uh, projecting you towards a higher calling, a higher 
when, Daddy, when Daddy first died, Mama kept being in Daddy's plane, and she, and he kept going down the road, and she kept saying, "Pull up, Walton, pull up." There's all these phone lines here. You got to get up higher, higher, higher. <laughs> She kept trying to get the plane to go higher. Now I oh, kept, wow. kept dreaming that I was in this uh, silo trying to get to the top, kind of like uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. where he where he was d- doing the bubbles and burping to come down. Mm-hmm. And I kept flying higher and higher, and I couldn't get high enough. I, I used to dream flying all the time. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's that, that's flying that, in the spirit. But I just yeah. I just pulled up a silo, and what it means, it's a tower or pit on a farm used to store grain. <laughs> kind of like what we're talking about, uh, Joseph, an underground yeah. chamber in which a guided missile is kept ready for firing. So the Lord is getting ready yeah. to launch you, girl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the process you are you're trying to reach the top girl <laughs> wow oh wow yeah yeah wow that's amazing here we are talking about you know um Storing the grain with Joseph in a tower, and he was in a pit, and it says a tower or pit on a farm used to store grain, an underground chamber in which a guided missile is kept for firing. (laughs) Wow. That's what I dreamed. Cool. Cool. I always always dreamed I was in that silo. Uh Uh-huh. And my family was at the bottom in the grain. Wow. wow. Yeah, because grain, um, the grain was bowing down to Joseph, so the grain meant the brothers. So grain and your, your family being in, in the silo with you, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so you're getting ready to launch in a in a full, powerful, full force, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost ministry. So yes, we. Oh, I love that. That's a great dream. Yes, yeah. See, only one Lord. You people need only one. Like people go, oh, I want to hear from from God. I want to hear from the Lord. But you know what? All you need is one word. Uh-huh. One word. Like one time I was at a um um at a um it was a revival service in the the um. Evangelist was going through and giving words. He was visiting our church and he was giving words to different people. And there was maybe like ten different words. He was, and he gave me one word. He went healed. Well, I had something I needed to be healed for, and I mean, I stood on that because I was praying for it, believing it, and I did get healed. And it's like we only need one word. You know, you can wake up in the morning and say, "Lord, I need one word for today." It could be peace. It could be love. I don't know, but just sit there and just. Sit in your quiet, secret place, as it says in Psalm 91, with the Lord, and He will, you know, He'll give you a word, or or ask Him for dreams and visions. You know, dreams are just is is God talking to us? I mean, because during the day we're constantly moving and and going about, and we're not really listening. 
so God, when you go to sleep, God goes, oh, good. This is a great time that I can talk to this person and give them some dreams and visions so that they can hear me or they, they will know that I have something for them in the future. And, um, I mean, I, I've had dreams. When I was in, uh, when Guy and I first got married, we moved to Aiken, South Carolina. Well, he was working for a company, and they were um, working for the Savannah River plant. They were, um, uh, they, his company was like, um, they, he, they were helping them out, the Savannah River. They weren't, he wasn't government, contract, kind of like a contract worker. Well, one day, Guy said, oh, the company's shutting down here, and he really wanted to stay with the company. So he said, well, we can either, we're can either we either going to go to West Virginia. He was interviewing with West Virginia with the same company, and he interviewed with a guy in Louisiana. Well, I didn't know where we were going to go, but Guy wanted to go to West Virginia because it was on the foothills of the mountains, and he liked the colder weather. And I wanted to go to Louisiana because I just loved the warm and the heat. And so one night, God gave me a dream. And I dreamed I'd never been to Louisiana, and, and at that time I'd never been to West Virginia. So uh, one night, God, God gave me a dream, and it was that we were moving to Charleston, South Carolina. Well, I woke up, and I'm thinking, well, that's not one of the two cities. But then when I thought and, and looked at what Charleston was like, it had the wrought iron, you know, around houses, and it was on the water, near the water, and it had... Um, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that's like Louisiana. I had seen pictures of Louisiana with the wrought iron down in the French Quarter. And so I said, Guy, I know where we're moving. He goes, what? I said, I had a dream. We're going to be, you're going to be moving, we're going to be moving to Louisiana. Well, you know, he was like, okay, whatever. Well, do you know that's where our next assignment was, that God moved us to Louisiana? He just gave me that one little dream. It was like a hint. He wants to give us our, and tell us on our, what our future is coming to be. Yeah, um, you know, because everybody wants everybody well, wants to know, like, in, like uh, in uh, hmm? the Virgin Islands. Yes, oh yes, and that was another place. Yes, we were living in um up in Maryland, and um the company was going through had to close down and shut down some of the materials they were making because it wasn't um uh, being a big seller at that time. So guy was like, oh my goodness, we got to move again. So he was contacting some headhunters. So um, he goes, "Oh, I've got a, I've got, I've got a offer down in the Virgin Islands." And I was like, "You are kidding me!" In Saint Croix, and I'm like, I told him I went. I've been to Saint Croix. I said my brother worked for um, the oil company down there, and I went down for two weeks to visit my brother and his wife while they were living there. And my desire when I left, I was like. I want to move to St. Croix. I said, oh, I love this tropical weather. And at that time, I went down in February. Well, it was freezing up in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm like, you know, that's what I want to do. Well, when I moved back to Charlotte, I never really, I never did anything about it. You know, I just got back into my same old rut. And then 20 years later, guy gets this, and then they call him up and say, we have a job for you. You know, we want you to take this job in St. Croix. And I'm like, oh, my stars. Once I got to St. Croix, and I I was going through, flipping through my old uh, Your dream journal. Your mom book, too. That's right. That's right. I was looking through my old dream journals, and it said, it said I dreamt that I was living in St. Croix. I mean, and, and that was many years before that. I'm like, I knew that I, I had a desire, 
to live there, but I didn't actually know. I didn't actually know I dreamt it. But yeah, yes. And in the meantime, when we were in Maryland waiting to see if the head, if we were going to get the job or not, my mother sent me a book that she had for a while. I even had the date on it, and it was like a year before that. And she mailed me this book she found at a used bookstore, and it was made not. It was close to my name, Maida's Little Island. And after I got to St. Croix, I went, oh, my stars. My mother sent that book while we were waiting, you know, to get that. And my sister Wasn't came. Wasn't it called she, Any Blessings? I'm sorry? Blessings. Wasn't it called Blessings and the name of the place was Blessings? Yes, yes. And so, well, when we went down for to get interviewed and they showed me around the island and um, guy was showing the plant. We met um, with the uh, with the HR manager. She goes, um, "Well, we I need to show you where you'd be living. If you know, if y'all, if we give you the job and y'all accept to come down here." So we jump in the car. I'm in the back seat, and she said, "Well, actually, when we back up that early that morning, I got up on the mountaintop at a beautiful hotel they put us up in, and I was like, God, show me the blessing.'" you know, of living here. That's all I said. Show me the blessing. Because I'm like, do I really want to leave the mainland and live on an island that's only 14 miles long and seven miles wide? And um, I was like, okay, show me the blessing. So we jump in the car and I'm in the back seat and guys in the passenger seat. And Terry goes, there's three subdivisions that you, uh, you can live in. There's um, fig tree, cottage, and she said, an estate blessing. When she oh, said, man. estate blessing, and I had just said that morning, God, show me the blessing. Chills oh, went God. up and down my me, and I opened my mouth wide. I was like, oh, and I didn't say anything to you. I didn't say anything. I was like, I was like, oh, my stars. I, I was like, I don't know if God has ever answered me that quick. I mean, that was a quick, woohoo. I was like, woohoo. I was in the back seat and I didn't say anything, but I was about to burst. You know, I was about to burst. I said, like, wow, God, you, you are literally telling me this is the blessing where I'm supposed to live. So, so, oh, it was crazy. Well, it was funny. So here we go, Kathy. We go into this place and it's, um, it's, you know, small homes. I was used to a little bit bigger home. You know, had a little basement. And I go in, and guy turns around as we walk in the front door. He goes, "Do you think you can live here?" And I'm thinking, "Wow!" I, you know, I'm thinking to myself. I said, "Yeah." And I'm thinking to myself, "You know, can I really live?" I mean, it was really small. And I'm thinking to myself, "Can I really live here?" So I walk in, and I'm like, "Wow!" Being in the Virgin Islands, living here. You know what? And the and the neat thing was, we didn't have to pay. Um, you know, we didn't have to pay any rent or buy the place. It was free. We didn't have to pay water. We didn't have to pay electricity. They cut the grass, and I was like, you know what? I think I can live here, and um, just get away from the states and go to this tropical island. And this is just going to be a blessing. And it was, girl. I mean, it happened. God just showed Himself strong. shells. Yes. Yes. There was um, a place that was called um, Molasses Beach, uh-huh. and um, the, uh, the the fisher guys, the fisher in their little boats would go out, and they would catch all this these conch, these conch shells were huge. They um, were. They were huge. Well, they would go out to get the conch. I'm sorry. 
didn't you blow that conch shell real loud? You know what? Uh, yes, and I, it's been a long time. I need to I need to pull out my uh, conch shell. I got a woohoo. I do also have a shofar. So between the, I've been blowing my shofar <laughs> off my porch. <laughs> you know, but I do, I do need to get that conch shell. But the uh, guys would go out to get the the conch meat out of the conch shell, and then they would just dump these humongous conch shells on the side in the water on the side. And I would go down there and I'd get it and I'd put them in bleach and I'd clean them up. And I mean, girl, when I came back, I brought I mean, I brought gifts to people. They you, loved them. Cause, you brought you brought us like five of them. I don't know where they are. They're packed up somewhere. I think it doesn't actually have one. Doesn't actually have one or two, or no? Were they packed up? I don't know where they are because I've been packed three times for the mold. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You packed know. it, and I've been here three years, and I'm still not unpacked. Well, I'll come. I'll have to come up and help you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so wow, yeah. I'm gonna go get my conch shell out tomorrow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it from my porch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will you up to Charlotte. <laughs> I do yeah, it towards your wife. Uh, balance my chakras with your woot woos. Woot woos, yes. Yeah. Why don't you balance my crown chakra for for me? Okay, chakra, you ready? For example, yeah. Whoop, See my cat. She's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> Let me but get yeah, my we, You want me to do a personality reading on you? Uh, not right now. I just had one done by um somebody from the church. So um, but oh, okay. I'll wait. Yes, I'll wait. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but uh, thank you. But um, yeah. What other good dreams have you had? Any um. Others? I've dreamed about when Beth Diamond died. Uh-huh. About a month later, I was dreaming a dream, and, and it didn't even have anything to do with my brother John. But he came in, and he said, he said, we got Beth. We found her. And then he left. And I wasn't dreaming about Beth when she died or anything. It was mm-hmm. a totally different dream. And John came up to me and says, We found Beth. You know oh, she wow. she was an atheist. But he came to make sure I knew that they found Beth. Wow. Well you know what? I hadn't been in touch with her for a while, so I don't know. You know, you never know that she might have um Yeah, well I was but she didn't believe in anything, and I and I witnessed to her all the time. Yes, and you know what? We to don't know in, in, to in, believe in, in something. I said, believe in something. Be down with something, Beth. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? She was with her mother. Her her father was Jewish, and her mother uh, uh, was Christian, but I'm not sure. You know. But anyway, so when her she told me the story when I went to go visit her. She said that when her mother married her father, that her mother went to the Jewish faith. And so she said they were grew up Jewish, but she said, I will always 
um, I always missed having Christmas. Well, they had uh, they had Hanukkah, so they got a gift every day for 12 days. But whereas we had like uh-huh. a Christmas, you know, we had it all in one day. So, I mean, the Jewish faith is just amazing. I mean, just. Yeah, um, I, I mean, spent Hanukkah with her before. I went down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Martin and I did and spent Hanukkah with them. Oh, neat. Cool. And there's a lot of Messianic um, Jewish people. Well, anyway, her mother, um, Beth said she was with her mother on her on her deathbed, and her mother said that she believed that Jesus Christ was Lord. So she saw her mother, you know, um, accept Jesus and say it uh-huh. right before her death. So I hadn't really talked to Beth in oh, a very long time. So, you know, we never know. She could have at the last minute or, yeah. um, you know, she might have called it. All you have to do is call on the name of Jesus, believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you will be saved. So That's right. You could have called on Jesus. So maybe that was your dream, saying, you know, John, because we know John, your brother, was a Christian, yeah. and, he's in, and he's in heaven. So when he said he found Beth, maybe yep. that's your confirmation. Was she was did. looking for to find her to bring her home to the family. Uh-huh. So, and you um, commit suicide. In desperate need, you're forgiven. Yes, yes. Um, and, and nobody knew she was going through depression. And uh, unfortunately, you know, she took her life. Um, I don't know any details, you know, whether it was yeah, pills or what. But um, God, she took her life. Yeah. And so um, to me, the dream almost sounds like she did. She when he said I. We found Beth. I love I mean, that girl. Sounds I, got like that. I got her picture right here with me in the Virgin Islands. We were canoeing topless, but you can't tell. Oh, yeah, because you only see from the and, neck up. And, yeah. the, and the Himalayans. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was, yeah. Yeah, she, she was fun, yeah. So I used to love her little Facebook post. She lived down in Florida. Yeah, and all those horses. Yes, actually, we went for a horseback ride. Horseback ride when I went to visit her, and that was in two like two thousand and four, I believe it was. I, I flew in from the Virgin Islands, and I went and visited another friend in Florida, and then I visited her and my uncle. So, had a nice visit with her. So, wow. So she was a sweetheart. Um, we just thank you, Lord, for Beth Diamond's life and all the people she taught. She was a sweetheart. Yes, amen. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, do you know anything about Daniel in the lion's den? Because I can't, I can't figure that one out. I keep, I keep being drawn to that. Um, let me see. Oh. Was he the one with? Um, okay, Daniel. I only know bits and pieces. I wish I knew more. I need to study it because that's an amazing story. He was, um, let's see, with Meshach, Meshach and the Megago. The Meg, the <laughs> I can't say their names. But yeah. um, I think he was friends with them, and he was, yeah, he was uh, taken and, and held captive. I'm not sure what country or any of that details. Um, he was held captive, and... Oh, and he, I think he had something to do with dreams, too. Yeah, was, I think um, so. And they were, he was very knowledgeable in the, um, 
And so the um, the king would say, oh, you can come feast with us and eat all our food. And that was when Daniel, he went on, um, a lot of people do the Daniel fast. And he did, um, you know, the fruits and vegetables and the healthy grains and beans. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm going to eat. I'm only going to eat my certain foods. So, uh-huh. um, oh, let me think what else I know about it. I know the story I want you to tell that I love. Uh, Abraham and and Sarah and and the, and the the son by the maid, and how he went out and made a nation. Isaac's bro- step yeah, half. Isaac, up. Isaac. Yes, Sarah and um and Abraham. God had prom- promised them prom- uh, a baby. Uh huh. Um, and I mean, it took years and years before they conceived, and they were so old. And so, when God told them that that, that He was going to give them a baby, that um, Sarah was in the tent and she laughed. She was just laughing. She just couldn't believe it. It was like, like that is no way that's going to happen. And just laughter filled filled the tent. Well, um, you know, God can do some amazing things when He says something. He's going to make it happen. So. Um, they did conceive, and he um, they brought forth Isaac. And um, well, while they were waiting, they kept on waiting for years for this promised son Isaac. While they were waiting, Sarah said, "Abraham, well, why don't you have a baby? Why don't you try with um, her handmaiden that would help her out? That would be like Sarah's assistant." So, um, so he goes, and they they produce a baby. And Sarah got so jealous because she hadn't had her, but she hadn't had Isaac yet. She got so jealous that she sent, um, she sent them out. She, she just, you know, like y'all have to leave, leave all that, you know, you know, the wealthiness that they had and, and all the, you know, just surrounded with things and cattle and food and everything and just sent um, them out to the desert. But and in the meantime, and then later, you know, well, he had, she had Isaac, and Isaac means laughter. So because she laughed so hard when God told her that, that Isaac means yeah. laughter. Is that cool? Yeah. So it's, whenever I meet somebody that names Isaac, I went, whoa, you got an awesome name. You know, Isaac, and Isaac was the promised child, yes. And yeah. he took him, he told him to take him up to the cliff and cut his head off. Yes, and, yes. God did, and God tested him. Yes, God tested him and told him. And then here is Isaac carrying carrying the wood because he told he told um, Abraham, Isaac, you know, you will look at the stars in the sky. That was going to be your descendants. And and he's thinking, Lord, you know, I'm supposed to take Isaac up to the mountain and 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 put him on the fire, he's like, he just couldn't believe it because he said, he's thinking about the promise, but Abraham was so faithful. He said, Lord, you know, I'll do it because God has never failed him yet, and God was testing him, like you said. So he and Isaac is carrying the wood. They're going up the hill, and Isaac's thinking, where, where is our sacrifice? Where is the sacrifice we're supposed to be bringing with us? And so they keep on going up there, and then right at the last minute, they look over in the um, over in the thorn bushes. There was their sacrifice caught in the in the thicket, 
know? What was it? Uh, a lamb. Wow. Now, yeah. now he sent his his first son with the maid out to make a split nation. That's how we got. Yeah, yes, split. yes, that is a different nation. Yes, yes, they That's they did make got, another nation. That's how we got the split nation of of a uh, of Israel and a uh, what is it? Israel and um, are you talking about? Um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of the other nation. Made is the it the power? Yeah. Babylon. Yeah. Wasn't it? I'm sorry? Babylon. I'm not sure, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm not sure. It could be. I don't know. But that's how the nation split. Yes, it is, yes, yes, it is. Because of that. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, is it yes. Esau. That was Esau. So, no, that was, yeah. The books of the Bible are real interesting. Yes, it it is. <laughs> Very interesting. And I sometimes get my stories mixed up. I'm like, wait a minute. That's. I remember when I was having my uh, hip replacement, I was hurting so bad. And it said he was going to build me a new tent in heaven. And a new body, and and that the groans were so hard that only the Holy Spirit could groan for me in my prayer, and I stuck to that. My prayer was so deep that the, the groans were so deep that I couldn't pray, mm-hmm. and I had and it said it, when you get like that, you ask the Holy Spirit to pray for you, and I did, and it relieved my pain. Cool, yes, it'll do that, yes. But when I get, like when I had that surgery and I didn't know whether it was going to be cancer or not, I just mm-hmm. said Jesus is the light. And I engulfed my my uh, female organs with, with God's light. Jesus is the light. And I said, I, if you do for me, I'll do for you just like I did with my leg getting mm-hmm. amputated the next day and it it was totally healed. And wow. just like just like with my uterus, it was polyps instead of cancer. Yes, yes, that was yeah, what amazing story. Yes. Wow. Another one. And you know, I'm a shaman which is a healer. And going out there in meditation and hearing, listening to God, and prayers, talking to God, and I go out there and I hear all these things, and I can't, I can't put them into words half the time. It comes back foreign words, and then I write down the foreign words, or I speak them in my, on my tape recorder on my computer, and uh, and then I look them up, or I tell somebody and they they interpret them. Aunt Rusty used to interpret them for me. Oh, and did he, oh, cool. Yeah, in Hebrew. And uh, she said I was bringing back the new Hebrew, the old Hebrew language, the one that had passed away. 
but I hadn't done that in a while. It's It takes a long time to do it. I speak mostly in flat Native American tongue now. Mm-hmm. Like Grandmama Nord, Grandmama Hill used to, my grandmother, my great-grandmother was a Wiccan, pagan. Oh, my. And my grandmama Nordman was a Christian pagan. And my granddaddy was a Lutheran. Granddaddy Hill was a was a I don't remember what that their denomination was, but they were Methodist. Mm-hmm. Well, your your parents were strong Christians. Yeah, they're Baptist. Mm-hmm. And the same day I. I was done as the virgin goddess at age 13. I was also walked down the aisle in a, in a wedding dress the same week as the, as the queen of uh, Pritchard Memorial Baptist Church. My sister carried my crown. And I told what it meant to be a Christian the same week that I was I had the coming out party of being the virgin goddess of my awakening. Meaning I woke up to to knowing the herbs and stuff and being a shaman. But you said the same week? Uh, uh, what was that about being a Christian, or what did you say about that? Yeah, I'm in the Baptist. You're a maiden, a lady in waiting, a princess, and a Christian. I mean, a queen. And my sister Susan carried my my crown, and I wore a white wedding dress. And she carried my crown down, and and the preacher crowned us with the crown. Hmm, what if that's kind of like oh. the um. Uh, I, I wonder if that's like the same thing that uh, Catholics have a what with a uh, what's it called confirmation? Called auxiliary GAs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know that much about. Um, is that Methodist? You said um, Baptist. Oh, Baptist. Okay. Yeah. You have to know, know the books, the Bible. You have to know the capitals of everything. You have to know the history of Haiti and hey, Hades. And I mean, yeah, I love the way that you uh, would say the books of the Bible. You learned it in a song. I never learned that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it goes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, then first and second, Samuel, first and second, King, like that. Oh, cool. That's cute. I, I haven't, I, you're the only person I've ever heard do it in a song like that. That's I mean, how it, it. And it helps you make you remember it when you, it's like the alphabet, you know, you learn yeah. it in a little, you know, so yeah, oh, that's sweet. We went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And then one night a week, I went to my grandma's, and Uncle Ronnie just passed away the other day. 
Oh, did he? Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Oh, wow. How old was he? 69. He was was real close to me. Wow, that's not old. He studied the stars. Oh, yeah, there's a lot you can tell in the stars. Aunt Linda. God's blueprint. Aunt Linda would get me on the Ouija board, and Aunt Aunt Jenny would study the crystal ball and and the big book that was made out of parchment paper, and it had a big symbol on the front of it that was circular, and it had the 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 Irish knot in the middle of it, and it was written in a black ink. Scroll, I couldn't read it. I was too, I was too young. But she, she took a a table and had a seance, and we put our fingers on it. She rose that table all the way up off the ground. Johnny got under it, and my brother, and crawled all up under it, and nothing was under there. She called called somebody. She called her her the grandfather of her daughter. And the table was up. She read it out of that book, and she covered her head with the lace. Grandma always covered her head when we came in, and she was strict when they went to studying. And I learned all of it by watching. And they crowned me the virgin goddess. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I never heard of that because all I know is, you know, they I was raised in the church, all, but I, you know, they I don't. All, they all go, marry me, marry me. This was Wiccan. This was the Wiccan base, paganism. Grandma, the old, the first religion that was made. Mama was at church when I was being done that by my grandma. And she gave me her first cameo, which was given to her by her great-grandma. They had a birthday cake and everything, and it was, I was told by a lady that I interviewed that has a church for Wiccans. Then it was a coming out party for awakenings that I was being awakened, that I had passed on all the awakening stuff. Like They called me battery acid when I would read. It would just come out of my mouth. My dad said I just knew things. Well, you can um, use that um... discernment. And you can use that for the glory of the Lord because God will speak to us and we can uh, we can give an uplifting word, an encouraging word to something to somebody mm-hmm. because, uh, because uh, the Lord, that was really the first, you know, that's the first. Um, yeah, that's the first religion. The, you know, God made the heavens and earth and it was uh, when Satan fell. He um, he is still trying to to outdo well, Jesus, which he will never do. But he's trying to is. take control, but he'll never what be able to do it. What it is is 
is they pray to to the saints and the and the angels and that gets it all confused and God's a vengeful God and he's a jealous God and he only wants you to pray to him and not yes. these other angels and, and saints. Yes, and that's, because where, in that's where it gets all screwed up is because pagans and Wiccans pray to other things and it, right. gets, them, it gets them in a whirlwind. But a pagan, a pagan is of the earth using herbs and stuff. They don't use anything else. Well, herbs, um, uh, God put Adam and Eve in the garden. He didn't put a pharmacist, and there's herbs. And he says the leaves are healing for the nation. So herbs, no. I mean, um, yeah. a lot of people use herbs because herbs are, are healing. And right. um, also where it says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, it said, um, there's only one mediator to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. There's only one mediator, and people that pray to saints or to all these other things, angels, you can't right. do that because it's only through Jesus. And that is exactly right. what it says, 2 Timothy 1, 7. So, uh, right. Jesus Christ is the mediator to God. But, yeah, herbs, no, herbs are, uh, are, are fine because a lot of people uh, use different herbs. Like God gave me a dream about milk thistle. I woke up... Milk, I woke up one morning and he gave me two uh, two words. Like like I said, you only need a few words for God or even one word. Milk thistle and um, I can't remember the other one. Fennel. And I woke up and I'm like, I mean, I never used or ate those. And I'm like, what in the world is that? And I said, I know they're herbs, but I realized when I researched it was some type of healing I needed that would heal parts of my body that were not working properly. And, and I took them and I got healed from them. So... No, herbs well, are great. Yeah, so herbs, herbs yeah. are, um, you know, in other words, ph um, pharm pharmacy takes, takes. all right, let's say milk thistle is good for your liver. So let's uh -huh. say um, pharmacists are trying to heal your liver. Well, they take whatever heals the liver, like milk thistle, and there's some other herbs, and then they copy it, but they don't use the whole herb. So when they don't, and so because they can't patent natural herbs, they uh -huh. uh, the um, farm pills are, are mimicked. And since they don't consist of the whole herb formula, uh, your body doesn't recognize it as a as a, a full product. So that's why you get side effects because it's not the yeah. correct full thing. But anyway. Well, maybe it's about time to go so I can play a little piece of John DeBoer's music at the end. Okay, wonderful. Just a little slice of it. The whistling winter wind, the journey home. She the sings, journey home. The journey home. Yeah, I was home. just going to say the same thing, journey home. Okay, yeah. we're going to start it right now.
Thank you.